stand-up comedy. It's six o'clock. It's Friday night. It's time to party. You're at happy hour at mutinyradio.fm and .sf. I don't know where everybody is tonight. You know, sometimes there's a bunch of people, and some, and it's like you just you're, we're beating them off with sticks. And some nights, they don't come. I don't know. Everyone must be booked on a show somewhere. All right. Uh, hey, it's it's time for happy hour. We have a couple comics here, and I'm sure they'll be rolling in. And um, if it ends early, well, then so be it. Uh, all right. Uh, Mutiny Radio also. I'm going to be getting out of here early because we've got a show tonight at OMG at 730. So uh, everyone's double dipping. Uh, just like your first two comedians. Hey, your first comedian up tonight, he is so generous. He drives people all over um, the universe and back again, all the way from Sacramento. Clap your hands together for your first comedian. It's Joe Kanye. Hey, Mutiny Radio, thanks for coming out tonight. Give it up for your host, Pam Benjamin. Is this a place I can be honest? Can you guys keep a secret? I'm lonely. I am lonely. Women aren't checking me out anymore. Look at me. I know why it is. I know why it is. Look at me, man. I'm not cool. I don't dress fly. The guys are getting all the coochie. Wear stuff that I don't wear. Like condoms. I wear condoms. I mean, you think I'm going to give a girl another 30 seconds to change her mind after she sees this? I got my belly sticking out, Elvin. <laughs> I look like a Krispy Kreme donut. If donuts could eat other donuts. Girl asked me, what's my, what's my sign? I said, well, my favorite sign is breakfast all day. <laughs> yeah. My friends tease me. It's an old joke, you know. They say, you probably haven't seen your dick in years. And that is true. I can't see my dick, but I got a great view of my tits. So I'm psyched about that. I'm psyched. Something to be happy about. I don't wear condoms, you know. Condoms are very fashionable now. Everybody wants to be seen wearing a condom. Wiggling around. I've been lucky not wearing condoms. Now dating, smashing, no condoms. I've been lucky. I did catch herpes once. Just once. Gave that shit away. Let somebody else deal with it. I am looking for a woman, though. I'm looking for a woman. Here's what I'm looking for in a woman. I'm looking for a woman who really knows how to work a plunger. Work a toilet plunger. 
I clog it up. I hate bad. Brush my teeth with pizza. When I say I'm looking for a gal to clean my pipes, looking, I mean I'm looking for a woman who can fix my actual plumbing. My friends give me a nutrition advice. They say, put all your dinner in the blender. Make a smoothie. It's much more healthy. Tried that. Takes all the crunch out of my Fritos. <laughs> Takes all the crunch out of my Fritos. And it makes me... Uh, Fart like a horn. <laughs> yeah, it takes all that crunch out of my fr- I tried the turkey Slurpee. Hi, Spencer. Good to see you, man. Tried the, tried the turkey Slurpee. I got all the feathers in my mustache. And the blender's not too good with those beaks and bones. Smoothie, smoothie. You can't trust a smoothie. You drink a smoothie, you never know when it's going to come out. Smoothie can jump over Chinese food and a pizza. Come out first. It's going to fuck up the seats in your Prius. Fuck up your Prius. Hey, I'm Joe Cunyu from Sacramento Mutiny Radio. Thanks for coming out tonight. Give it back up for your host, Pam Benjamin. Joe Cunyu, everyone. I can't imagine why he says he's lonely when he farts like a horn. That's amazing. How is this man lonely? He looks and smells like a Krispy Kreme donut. No, I don't know if you smell. I wasn't sniffing you. Everybody, joke on you, yay! He's like your grandpa, but cooler, because he tells dirty jokes, yay! All right, your next comedian is all the way from Stockton. Modesto, one of those places out there, and comes all the way in to do comedy here. He's here early, and you can catch him later at the Chai Lounge for Hella Funny Asians with Hella Funny and Kay Chang, but right now, you can catch him here. Everybody, put your hands together for Elvin Magalinde. Hey, Mutiny Radio. Yes, you can catch me later as one of the funny Asians or not. <laughs> uh, man, glad to be here. Um, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> Pam brought up uh, how Joe uh, is lonely, but uh, you know, I, I, I don't think uh, he's that lonely. I mean, you know, he shouldn't be brushing his teeth with a pizza. You know. That's I mean, he should be brushing his teeth with a condom, a Magnum condom, to be exact. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Uh, you know what? It's summer is right around the corner, y'all. I've been working out. I've been working out, you know, do, uh, drinking my smoothies, my protein shake. Yep. Um, working on my six-pack. You know, Joe was showing his belly. Yep, my six-pack, y'all. Woo! Woo! Yeah, it's uh well actually my bad. It's a it's a half a keg right now. <laughs> By the end of the summer it's going to be a full keg. <laughs> oh man. Um I was talking to a a, a best friend of mine. Uh, I grew up uh, a long time ago with a childhood best friend, uh real supportive. His name is Donald and uh he's Chinese. Uh wanted to point that out. I don't know why, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh just I didn't want to slight him there or slant him there. I don't know, but uh <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, no, it's my best friend, you know, he's really positive, right? Really positive, uh, encouraging, uh, always tells me to, you know, like, you could do anything you want, Elvin. You even, you could even become a pilot. 
I'm like, all right, bro, like, calm down, relax. I mean, <laughs> you know, um, you know, you need to, you need vision to have, pi- bro, you have vision. I'm like, dude, uh, no, um, I can't. I'm like, that's ridiculous. You can put it on autopilot, man. Like, okay, okay, like, calm down, relax. Uh, but yeah, no, we we had another conversation too. Um, we we're talking about uh porn, and he was like, yeah, you can do gay porn. I was like, whoa, 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 that's a little way out there, all right. Uh, maybe porn, but gay porn, like, 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 let's hold that thought, all right. <laughs> but, but I, I thought about, it, I was like, you know, how would that work? You know, like, do I just go down to, you know, uh, the porn of uh, Costco uh, to apply? Like, do, where do I go apply? You know, do I get a job interview? How does that work? You know, like, do I gotta blow the janitor? You know, or fuck the receptionist or something? How how did that does that work? I mean, as far as scenes, like, do they? I mean, do they put that? Like, do I'm I'm still working on this joke, but uh, it's a new joke. Uh, but yeah, like, how does that work? Like, they do they throw me in the fire in a threesome scene, or do I get to pick? Like, I mean, imagine that. You know, me in a threesome scene. You know, no pressure, right? No pressure. You know, we're doing our thing. Uh, and then the guy. His dick ends up touching my dick. I mean, yo, that's that's trespassing, bro. Like, that's no, I'm not cool with that. That's not in the contract, you know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, no, like, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy. Like the girls laying there, like, hey, where, where's my finish right now? You know, like, you know, I'm, who do I talk to about that? Cause this is this, you know, he needs to stay in his lane. You know, um, do do I take it to uh the head of HR? No pun intended. You know, uh. But yeah, you know, me and the other guy, you know, fully erect, standing, uh, trying to figure out this problem. Like, bro, don't touch my dick ever again, you know. And then while on the side, my guide dog uh, is licking my my penis. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, you know, because apparently she don't like dark chocolate, you know, she likes white chocolate. Uh, And then I end up nutting on the guy's face and the director says, cut, let's wrap it up. I'm like, hey, man, this is not how it's supposed to go. Uh yeah, so I uh, I like to thank my friend Donald for believing in my gay porn career. Thank you, Donald. And cut. And if you want to know that title is a uh, don't turn a blind eye on a cream pie. Anyway, that's my time. Blind porn. I mean, you don't know if it's the dick. I mean, who knows what that feels like? What are you touching? Who knows? I don't know. Uh, is that a boy or a girl? Who cares? It's like the new non-binary. It's woo, yay! Hi. All right. Hey, it's your your next comic. It's his birthday tomorrow, so it's a birthday weekend. Um, so clap your hands together for the very funny and amazing Spencer Devine. <laughs> That's it. I didn't. Resi- I just wrote down in my notebook. Yell a lot. Ah! Is it working yet? <laughs> For the punchline. Yeah! You like it? Uh, I want to say I'm. Uh, my birthday is tomorrow. I will not tell you. A lady never tells her age. Uh, the blind guy's like, ah, that sounded like a man's name, but I guess I was wrong. Uh, I'm not a bitter person. Okay, normally I'm very pleasant and easygoing, um, 
But I get really angry when I'm smoking a cigarette, okay, just minding my own business, walking around, and someone chooses not to walk out of my path, chooses to walk through the smoke and make me aware <laughs> of their suffering and, and the the martyr they're being. They're like, someone has to breathe this secondhand smoke so babies don't, I guess. I don't know how the commercials work. Uh, but I hope, I'm not, okay, not a bitter person, but I hope that someday when someone's walking past me and they're like, <coughs> You know, they it, 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 something gets caught in their throat, and they cough a little extra. Maybe it's just a little bit of a spark of the head high that gets them excited about a, asphyxiation, okay? And, and they can push it to the back of their mind for a while, okay? But then they're in a pub, you know, and, and someone's smoking a cigarette, and they're like, oh, I could try one cigarette. And then they start smoking cigarettes, okay? And, and they can't get enough of the, c the cigarettes because the, the, the high is attached to the pleasure centers of their brain, okay? And then it starts to impact their marriage because their significant other does not support this smoking, okay? So it becomes a private habit, which they're able to somehow keep under wraps until 45 when the lung cancer hits, okay? And then the, their significant other leaves them because they cannot accept that kind of responsibility. And, and this breaks them down even further to the point where the pleasure center is tied with the lack of oxygen, okay? And they need to choke themselves to get off, okay? And they smoke, they go to seedy German bars and they just chain smoke, they chain smoke because it's the only way they feel any joy anymore, okay? And then they get a tracheotomy, okay, at, at 56, okay? Because smoking that much is just not healthy, okay? And their family is not officially not with them, but th they alienate themselves casually over years and years until one day they're so bad, their lungs fail, complete organ failure. They're in an iron lung and just, it's nirvana. It's the ultimate epic of asphyxiation. And, and they come themselves right as their family enters the room to reconnect. And they're grossed out and they were entirely justified in everything they believed. And maybe you could have just crossed the street when I was smoking a cigarette. That's all I'm saying. I, I want an easier way to say no to people. Uh, I say no a lot. 90% of it is can I have a... Excuse me, how are you? Can I have a, uh, do you have a, do you have an extra, just, I just want a shirt where I can get just go, no, okay? And I'll do that for fucking everything. Do you have directions? Uh, hey, what's your name? Mm, and I know, and that's going to be my answer for fucking everything. And I, I know one day I'm going to be in a restaurant eating like some peanuts and I'm going to be choking. And they're going to be like, are you, uh, uh, do you need help? And I'll just be like, I dug this grave. I'm ready for it. What is it about fucking not giving someone a cigarette that turns them from your best friend to your worst enemy in five seconds? They seem so nice. They're like, oh, excuse me. I hope you're having a nice day. Can I have a cigarette? You're like, no. And they're like, Fuck you anyways. And it's like, ah, you were the first person to ever ask. I'm sorry for letting you down. Thank you. I've been Spencer Devine.
Yay, Spencer with all new material. Hooray. Hooray, Spencer. Hooray. All right. Uh, I'm going to go next because Spencer and I are have a show to get to. Um, so yay me. Yay, yay me. What? Um, Spencer, you're absolutely 100% right. I was in Greece for three weeks. Not one person asked me for a goddamn cigarette. Everyone was smoking. Everyone bought their own cigarettes. Imagine that. People buying their own cigarettes. I'm sorry. I feel the same way about it. Your new material was really lovely. Uh, good things have been happening in my life. It's kind of exciting stuff. And um, so much so that I've taking care of myself. I can't die. I can't die until at least January 2025. So yesterday, on the bus, I sat down and next to me was a nefarious baggie of white powder. And I didn't even take it. I didn't even smell it. I didn't lick it. I didn't even look at it. I didn't grab it. I did not take the bag. I, obviously, I'm an adult now. You're welcome. Don't have to clap for me. That's okay. But I am an official adult now. 48 years old. I've never had kids. That's because I'm a responsible adult. <laughs> I like to drink. So I decided not to have children. Everyone else was like, I think I should have kids. I still love that. You're a terrible parent. Stop drinking. But I'm never going to stop drinking because I'm never going to be a parent. Yay, I get to drink. It, it does make the only time it makes me feel a little bit sad or nostalgic. I never won the science fair. You kind of look like a winner. You look like you honorable mention kind of guy. Is that you? I didn't even get honorable mention. But so sometimes I go home at night and I finger my butthole and I think about ideas for science fair projects that I could win with the ghosts of my aborted babies. How you doing? As she walked by, I'm like, aborted babies. I had my first, uh, I, I have abortions older than you. It's okay. She's like, let me take my TikTok out of my face. Yeah, I, you come in. I have abortions older than you. I had my first one in 1995. You're welcome. Thank you. I only have one regret about that first abortion, and that's that I didn't have the kid. Because uh, right now I could be banging all of his friends. <laughs> I'm like 27-year-old guys. Anyway, science fair projects for the aborted ghosts of my children. One of them, look, listen to that. Aren't their lives are just so full of joy, aren't they? Isn't that just great? I also love it. I was on a plane, right? And the people, they act like, I've got a baby and I get special privileges. It was your choice to have the kid. Why do we all have to be punished? And they're like, well, we should get special. No, no, you don't get special privilege. You chose to do this to yourself. Don't make me, I don't feel bad for you. I didn't do it. <laughs> Stupid people. <laughs> no, I don't care. I don't care if you're fucking pregnant. Don't do it. <laughs> anyway, um, science fairs for the aborted ch children go six. Okay. So I would have a fifth grader right now, and what I would like to do is get on a muni bus with a child, plastic bags, litmus paper, swabs, and we can find out which muni bus is the most disgusting. For the science fair project, we can have the little trifold thing, and one of them can be, what is that liquid on the 19? <laughs> Are, is, it, is it urine? Is it feces? Who knows? Can you catch chlamydia from the 22? Let's find out with children. Win the science fair. Woo! My notebook today says, make that joke funny. I don't know. It's not, obviously not working. So the other, the other, this is the one last 
science fair winning idea I'll share with you. I am I am an alcoholic and I, I vomit sometimes in the morning. I don't know if this happens to other people. You pound some water and then you throw up 22, 24 minutes later, depending. But so what I want to do is with the child, we'll take eight ounces of water and we'll measure its temperature. Let's say it's 38 degrees, right? And then I pound the water and then the child has a stopwatch and counts the time until I vomit into a cup. And then the child takes the temperature of the water and then we can find out how many calories I burned being an alcoholic. Who knows basic chemistry? Yay! We can teach the children basic chemistry. Okay, um, I'm someday going to make that joke funnier. Thank you all for being here. And um, yay! Yay! Yay for me. It's hard when you guys don't laugh. Uh, your next comedian, clap your hands together, everybody, for Sean Dara. Already for the weekend. Set up for the weekend. Um, <clears throat> I I eat too much food. Thank you. Give it up for that. Um, I know I eat too much food because every time I order to go from a restaurant, they include enough utensils for a small village. And I'm just looking in that bag thinking how sweet it is that they thought I know other people. There you go. Now, depressing jokes with silence is even more depressing. <laughs> I also forgot what I wanted to say after that. Um, but no, it's, it's also the same reason that I can only date small women with no appetite. Because I can act like I'm buying them a meal. But that's my meal. I'm just sitting there plotting how when they go to sleep, I'm going to get up in the dead of night, spiral out of control with a room temperature burrito. But you guys are obviously too stable for these. I um don't have any money in the physical sense but in the mental sense I'm completely broke. This is my choice. I chose this lifestyle, you know, I'm in control. I'm the boss of my life. But I'm completely unqualified. Whoever promoted me is an idiot. Business is going under. I, um, all, all I really own is a car. But I, I've just finished putting money into that. I'm going to let my bad breaks be all your problem now. And I would totally sell my catalytic converter if I could figure out what that is. The check engine light's been on for months. 
But I, I just ignore it. Cause I don't really understand what check engine lights purpose is. Like I'm the one that's gonna fix this. I'm gonna solve this problem. Me. The guy who has to look up a video made by a teenager every time I want to put on a tie. Now I feel like the check engine light should just say, go find a real man to fix your car. You'll never earn your father's respect. It's a long light. I think I had one last thing. Oh, yeah. I... I, I I, I don't even have a good car, I realize, because I've lived here for so long, and no one's even attempted to break into it. And I park in some pretty rough neighborhoods. I even one time saw a group of guys in all black get out of their car and ru run over to mine and sprinkle a bunch of change on it. And I said, you need it more than me. And I do. Okay, that's my time. Thank you. John Derham, everyone. Hey, and shout out to John um, Beard on the Instagrams right now. He's, uh, he, I just waved at him. On, he's watching live on Insta. I'm like, what kind of gluttonous weirdo is he? He goes, he watches, he goes to open mics, but then he watches them too. Is he a saint or is he insane? <laughs> like, what's the difference? All right, clap your hands together for your next comedian, everybody. It's Sam West. Yay. <laughs> Right, what's going on, everybody? Uh, I hate crossing the road. I'm really, really socially awkward. You know, I always do that little game, like, uh, 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 nope, like, like, is he gonna give me the right away, or am I gonna get hit by a fucking car right now? You know what I mean? I had this guy irate today. He was just honking on the horn, and yelling. I'm trying to figure out if he's letting me go or not, but I don't speak Morse code, man. Worse is when it's those uh, self-driving cars, you know? Things creep me out. Like, I saw a bunch of them, but I saw one in particular. It was a self-driving white van with no windows. Out there, watched it do the whole kidnapping all by itself. <laughs> Horrible, man. Not good with girls. Can't tell. Don't get me wrong. I've tried everything. You know, scarves, sunglasses. Tried it all. I think, th I think the root problem is uh, erectile dysfunction. I think my dick just kind of acts like a cat now. You know, just does whatever it wants on its own schedule. I mean, don't get me wrong. It'll sit on my lap every now and then. I can pet it, you know, scratch under the chin. But, uh, I mean, it just, just kind of hangs out to the side most of the time. I don't know. I'm trying to remember the rest of that bit. There we go. How do you get that diagnosed? Like, how do you get erectile dysfunction diagnosed? Do you have to, like, go to the doctor and take a test? Or he's going to be like, dude, uh, Dr. Robinson can't get you hard? Like, nobody can, man. I think a lot of people these days are uh, making problems to sell bullshit solutions. I see it on Instagram a lot. I try not to go on there too much. I saw this one guy the other day. He was trying to tell me that I've been doing everything backwards, physically, you know? Like, dude, your knees are mechanically designed to operate backwards. You're doing everything backwards. You're walking backwards, everything backwards. All I can think with, man, I, I can think of a few things that I'm pretty sure I'm not doing backwards. Like, off the top of my head right now, uh, doggy style with my girlfriend? Because if she was supposed to be fucking me from behind this entire time, I think we found why I have erectile dysfunction. 
Let's try a really dry one. Okay, this is new. I, uh, I'm growing my hair out, and it's up right now, but I'm, I'm growing it out solely for headbanging at metal concerts. That's dead true. I just love going there and just, you know, having fun. But I never understood why they called it headbanging until I tried doing it in front of a wall. I think, I think that might need more moisturizing cream, that one. That's okay. I, uh, I grew up in a very rural part of the country in Vermont. Yeah, I grew up. It's very interesting watching kids nowadays because I grew up so differently. Like when I was in school, we were making guns in art class, you know, out of con like, you know, cardboard and stuff. But nonetheless, we had this uh, hippy dippy art teacher and she'd always say, you know, guys, you can't be doing that. It's not OK. But our parents had taught us to defend our inalienable right. I can't say that word. We're just going to move on. We're going to try that one next time. All right, here, we'll end with this. OK, I, uh, I grew up and my dad taught me swear words. Every year, I would get an envelope on my birthday, big black capital Sharpie letters, slowly progressed. And it was totally mature. It wasn't like an immature thing. He would tell me not to say then, teaching me so I was aware. One year, I opened up F-U-C-K. I was like, what's this, Dad? That, that was your father's lightsaber. I was like, wow. That's For my super sweet 16, he, uh, he actually hired Ryan Seacrest to open and read the envelope like he was announcing a new American Idol winner. Pretty cool. America, you voted this year. Cunt! All right, thank you, guys. Have a good one. See you, West, everyone. And took out a cunt joke like a fucking professional. That was lovely. You killed Spencer. That was fantastic. Uh, we've got... He didn't even smoke any pot. Oh, uh, we've got... Scotto is going to be generous enough to take over the board for me. Um, Sebastian, do you want to host? <laughs> Does anyone want to host for me? Uh, I'm sure all the comedians are like, we're going to go to the next open mic. So if nobody wants to host, we can just do it like um, you introduce the person after you, after I leave, or something like that. Uh, it, well, right now, it looks like it's going to end at like, because the last three guys, show if they don't show up on time, we just end it. But a Ariel the Mermaid would be the last person, so that's number 16. So it's not, I can't imagine it would go longer than 715. Will you? Oh my God, you're amazing. Okay, your next comedian is amazing. And uh, thank you so much, Art. You're so, I haven't seen him in a really long time. Yeah, I'll make a list for you. Everybody, he's such a sweetheart. Put your hands together for Art Galustian. Yay, give it up for me. <laughs> it's good to be here, guys. I haven't done comedy like all week. Um, yeah, I know it sucks. It doesn't work that way, but we'll talk about it. I, um, Okay, we'll talk about it. Uh, I, I've been stressed at work. Honestly, I haven't been doing good at work like all year long, and it's got to a point where I'm like, I just got to present something that's interesting. So it got me thinking, like, you know, what, what's been going on? And honestly, like, I've been kind of depressed. So because of that, I've been, like, not motivated, don't have the energy. So I haven't been able to put my best foot forward. So I realized I need to go get some help. So I did, and I feel amazing. I feel productive, I'm fucking motivated, I'm getting hella shit done. So if any of this resonates with you guys, I highly encourage you to go get some Adderall because holy shit, I got more done in two weeks than I have the entire fucking year. And it's kind of crazy because Adderall, you look so surprised. No, you. No, it's not an antidepressant. Is it? Oh, I didn't know that. There we go. It's also a very productive drug. But what's funny is like Adderall is really meth, right? It's like baby meth. So I really don't understand how these methods are homeless. 
I feel like if I was doing meth, I'd be like the president or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I don't know. So that's what's been going on with me, just doing drugs and selling shit. Uh, a little bit about me. I'm Armenian, and I grew up in Russia, and now I live here. And it's kind of weird because in Russia, Armenians are considered the brown people in Russia, right? But in America, some people tell me that I'm white. And it's like hella confusing because I have no idea which color to pick for my emojis. No clue. So I just use the yellow ones. Uh, I also find it funny how like Apple tries to be like this progressive company because it let us pick our skin tone on emojis so we can feel represented on our iPhones that were made by Chinese kids in sweatshops, you know what I mean? So progressive. So I think it's better to just use all the yellow emojis because that way in this like weird digital texting world, we're all the same color as the kids who made the iPhones. Okay. I did that joke before and somebody in the crowd was like, you can't make that joke because if you're not Asian, you make that joke, that's racist. So I was like, well, guess what? I just did my 23 in me. And it turns out I'm actually 27% racist, so you're right. You are right. Uh, <laughs> I was at a park the other day and I saw this kid with Down syndrome and he was feeding a bunch of pigeons and it was kind of cute. But all of a sudden he lunges and he grabs one and he caught it. He caught it. He's like holding it, he's like rubbing his face on it, he's like kissing it. Like it's kind of cute. I had the same reaction because I was worried. Because look, I I'm not a scientist. I don't know how diseases spread, right? But what if that pigeon gets Down syndrome? Everybody that left, you guys are going to hell with me. Uh, I want to do this one. Yeah, I'll do this one. Uh, like I mentioned, I'm an immigrant. I came to America. One thing I love about America is, like, it's very diverse. There's all types of people here, and everybody mixes, and it's, like, really cool. It's like a science experiment, you know? Like, who would have knew why guys love Asian girls if it wasn't for America? That's great. But I found out that there's actually this rap group in L.A., and they're part black and part Armenian. And it's like, that's really cool. And they're actually called NWA. Yeah, and it stands for N-Words Wearing Adidas. Yeah, maybe I shouldn't do that one. Uh, all right. <laughs> that is my time, guys. Oh, I'm hosting, huh? Who do we have next? All right. So Angel not here. All right, guys, I need you guys to make it loud for the very funny GD. Thank you so, Thank you so much. Uh, happy, happy Friday, Mutiny. All right. I, have, I uh, moved from India a few months ago, and I've been trying to make friends. I found a few friends. They are all Indians, uh, second-generation Indians, right? So it's like their parents moved from India decades ago. I mean, they are good people, but when I talk about my struggles and working hard to get an opportunity to come to the U.S., they do not relate. But their fathers <laughs> really relate <laughs> with whatever I'm saying. So when I go to their place, instead of playing pool with my friend, I am discussing the hardships of life with Mr. Patel. 
talking about how we both miss India, how India is in many things better than the USA. And while we are talking, my friend comes and says, hey, dude, let's go to the bar. Let's pick up some girls. And before I could say anything, Mr. Patel says, hey, let the elders do the talking, man. <laughs> These kids will never understand the struggle. So now we are friends on Instagram. I send him memes. He sends me investment tips. Mr. Patel is a good person. Last night I couldn't get sleep, so I started having a conversation with my toilet paper. Toilet paper says, uh, life is shitty. <laughs> I'm going through a lot of shit. All my friends mock me, especially this person called the paper towel. I think the toilet, toilet paper is the most depressed paper in all the papers. Paper towel is trying to convince, console him, hey, life is going to be fine, it's okay. Yeah, these are the two jokes I came up with Friday. Talking to 50-year-old men and toilet paper. <laughs> uh, I uh, like to confuse people. Recently gifted my friends a Rubik's Cube. He's colorblind. He said, uh, dude, I solved it in five seconds. I was like, it was already solved for you, wasn't it? <laughs> All right. I am a non-violent person. I don't use bullet points when I'm typing. I went to a fortune teller, and he became a misfortune teller for me. Went to a speed dating event, it became a speed rejection event. Why do I have a social security number when I'm not going to get social security if I'm broke? I asked that to the mayor of San Francisco. He said, uh, go fuck yourself. Okay. <laughs> Then back to your host, Mr. Wow, Kala. wow. Keep it going for GD, guys. Keep it going. Amazing, amazing. Get the fuck off stage now, please. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No. no. Uh, all right, guys. Next comic. Give it, give it big for Bob Kambura. What's up, guys? Um... Excited to be here. Uh, I was playing trivia yesterday, and it got me thinking. Trivia is like where your friends really surprise you, like, and sometimes in a good way. Like you're like, I didn't know Olivia knew so much about eclairs. And then sometimes in a bad way, you're like, Berkeley, Berkeley, the Devry vibe your answer is giving me. Um. I uh, was in a restaurant the other day, a nice restaurant, and the table over me, next to me, was uh, women, mid-30s, bangs, disparate tattoos, you know the type, and uh, one thing I hear one of them say out loud is, once I saw the gun masturbation scene, I, I was like, I love this show. 
and I, and that just inspired so many questions. Like, what is what is gun masturbation? Like, is she rubbing herself with the gun? Is she inserting the gun? Is she jerking off the gun itself? <laughs> and then and then the, the other question is this like a is this a masturbation specific gun? You know, did she purchase this to use for masturbation or? Is this like an all-purpose gun that's just filling a gap? Her gap, specifically. Um, girl says something like that, you're like, wow, she must be kinky. Guy says something like that, you're like, we need to arrest this man. I'd say shoot him, but he'd enjoy that, probably. So, The silly one, guys. But uh, I think sooner or later, wanted, I think, you know, if anything, it shows that the NRA is doing a good job with its propaganda. If the hipster women of San Francisco are becoming sexually militant. One of these days, you're going to see one of these women testifying in front of Congress. She's like, if there's a sexual revolution, I need to be able to pleasure myself. Silly one, guys. Um, what should, should I talk about? You guys want to see me tackle racism? All right, is there anyone here with the name racism? Preferably, preferably with health insurance. <laughs> um. I promised myself I'd do new material, so all I have is dumb jokes. Um, something else, something else. A joke that involves cars, I think. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, does involve cars. Uh, so I saw, so founder of Cash App got stabbed, right? And um, I saw this news article about how, like, there's this big revelation of how he lived an underground life of sex and drugs. And it's like, doy. That's what Cash App is for. Sex and drugs. Venmo's for splitting rent. Cash App for sex and drugs. That's how it works. Also, that's what a, that, what a good, like, kind of ad for Cash App it is overall. Like, we didn't find out about this until after he died. Dude made it to the finish line, you know? Took the FBI to find out how much fun he was having. And it's like, it's like also, what are we working for if not for an underground life of sex and drugs, you know? Like, whoever, the founder of these cruise cars isn't, like, just interested in giant Roombas. He's, he's looking for something to get him from point A to point B while he's high on drugs going to have sex. That's the whole point. Um, I'll leave it at that. All right, guys, you've been great. Thank you. Woo! Keep it going for Bob. All right, guys, our next comic, very funny. Please make a lot of noise for Angel Jin. Thank you, thank you. Um, when I was young, I was a little bit of a tomboy because um, my dad, like, instilled in me a healthy disdain for girly things. Um, like, he would only get me toys that he thought would open my mind to, like, engineering, which in his mind was stuff like Legos and Lincoln Logs um, or anything you could build a house with. Um, I think he had a secret fear that our house was going to burn down. But um, <laughs> one Christmas, I got a dollhouse. But it d didn't come with any dolls. It was just the house, right? So I, I was just <laughs> screwing in miniature light bulbs and installing miniature plumbing for days. 
Um, should put that on my resume as a skill. Um, I'm a very stingy person, and one time I did splurge on a bottle of perfume for $400. And then I moved across the country, and the bottle's big enough that it can't go in my carry-on, but I don't want to risk checking it with my luggage. And my white friend was like, you know, you can always plastic bag it. I was like, you do realize I'm Asian. Like, you don't think I know about plastic bags? Like, <laughs> I'm not worried about, you know, keeping the rest of my belongings dry. I'm worried that if this perfume leaks into that bag, I'm going to be wearing the bag for the rest of my life, right? And um, sometimes people ask how much money I want, and I don't really care about money, but I do want enough money where if I buy a bottle of $400 perfume, I won't be road tripping across the country just to avoid checking it in my bag. All right, only poor people can relate to that. Um, my pastor's worried I'm going to end up single. Um, he, <laughs> I don't know why, it's not like I do this on Friday nights. Um, <laughs> he tried setting me up with someone, and he knows I'm a little competitive. Um, so he said, you know, Chris is in law school, and a lot of the younger law students are in love with him. And that really got to me, you know. I was like, I don't even know who Chris is, but give me his number today. Like, we'll see about these younger women. <laughs> God, um, I'm uh, pretty dumb. Uh, my friend was trying to set me up with someone. She said, you know, he's really into reading Nietzsche. And I was like, I don't know if I'm into that. And um, she said, oh, because you think Nietzsche is an idiot? Like, you disagree with his beliefs? I was like, yeah, <laughs> let's go with that explanation. Um, I uh, So when I was working in New York for three years, my office in New York was above the Ford Modeling Agency, um, except I uh, didn't realize it was the modeling agency. I thought it was the motor company. Um, so every day for three years, I would get into the, the elevator with these incredibly hot women. I was like, wow, damn, like Ford really hires some e extremely attractive women. Um, and I, like, I was so gaslighted, you know? Like, I thought that was how, like, the average office worker was supposed to look for all that time. <laughs> um, thank you. Um, one of my skills is deeply offending my friends' boyfriends and then becoming friends with them. Um, one time I was at dinner with my friend, her fiance, the night before their wedding, um, and I made fun of his goatee. Um, he, he got upset. I was probably a little drunk. Um, then I had to emcee their wedding the next day. <laughs> <laughs> Then a week later, uh, she said, hey, you want to go see a piano concert with Jake and I? Um, I was like, honestly, anything. Like, let me pay for it, anything to make it up to you. So we're at Carnegie Hall, and um, suddenly my friend runs out crying. Because um, I guess, like, the pianist really messed up her favorite song or something. But we didn't know that. So Jake and I are just left sitting in Carnegie Hall with this empty seat between us. I was like, wow, could my interactions with this couple possibly get any more awkward? Um, but anyway, I thought of that because I'm going to visit them next week uh, to see their new baby. Um, how much time do I have left? None? Okay, all right. Thank you guys so much. <laughs> He's like, get her out of here. Woo! Keep it going for Angel, guys. Keep it going. All right, next one, we have a very, 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 very funny lady. Please make a lot of noise for Stephanie Block. Hi, everyone.
who's the guest host all of a sudden. Way to raise your hand. Amazing. Well, uh, I just uh, I just got in. I was out of town. I, I took the red eye. Um, no, because I have a sty. Oh, why? Have y'all had a sty before? Oh, it's my first one. It is a lot. All you have to do, you have to do warm eye compresses. I just have been sitting here. Anyway, it's a whole thing. Anyhoozle, still still standing. Um, who has a Memorial Day off? Or y'all have anyone get it off? Yeah. See, comics, we like we don't get nights. Like if we have a day off, it would be nighttime. And then we would be like sad. Like if any of us are sitting home, right? And you're like, I don't have a gig tonight. I'm not at an open mic. I don't. I'm not feeling good about myself, right? Right? Yeah, I, I was home one time at night, and I was like, oh, my God, my comedy career is over. I don't know. Um, but um, I started dating this guy, and he, uh, he wanted to pick me up. And he's like, oh, by the way, I drove a Porsche 911. <laughs> like, are we, are we still calling it that? <laughs> That's the thing we're calling it? I'm like, oh, did you... Uh, yeah, what about the Porsche Pearl Harbor? Is that you have one of those? I don't, I don't know. Or if it was like, if it ran on like clean nuclear power, would it be like Porsche Hiroshima? <laughs> okay, mm, no material. Um, yeah, I um, oh, I got in a fight with my sister the other day. My little sister and I were very different. She um is a bit of an eco, fabulous organic farmer. Over at my mom's house, we're like making sandwiches, so fun, and we're like, "Oh, do y'all have any mustard?" Mom's like, "Yeah." She goes, "Boink!" Gets down the mustard. I happened to turn it over, and the expiration date was two years ago. I'm like, "Mom, like I can't." I'm like, "I'm not eating this mustard." My sister's like, "Eh, my God, uh, you believe in expiration dates? That's just like big agra, like gaslighting you." You want me to eat some damn two-year-old mustard? She's like, give me it. She's like, slather it. I'm like, no. She's like, oh. She's like, I just feel so bad for it. I'm like, I'm not going to die on a hill for a mustard jar. No, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I am trying to date um, people. And, like, I am dating some people. But um, I want different, better people. And I don't know where they are, but I'm open to it. <laughs> I want other ones. Um, so I, I did it this one guy, and um, we had a great first date. It was, like, amazing, so vibing. And then he was like, okay, well, bye. I'm going to Thailand for six weeks. And, yeah, like that. I'm like, oh, it's over. It's over. So he was in Thailand for six weeks, and then he gets home. And he's like, uh, well, uh, I'd love to see you tonight. And I go, oh, well, I have a gig tonight. You go, Thank God, right? I mean, it's not Memorial Day. And he goes, uh, well, uh, you seem really busy. I don't think this is going to work out. <laughs> so I'm like, this is the, uh, yeah, this is like uh, expiration day. It's like, he's my new mustard jar. Anywho, so that's been my time. I'm Stephanie. Thank you. Woo! Give it up to Stephanie, who hates Thailand. Yeah, all right, guys. You need to make a lot of noise again because the next guy is very funny. Give it up for Wally. 
Oh my God, what's up y'all? Uh, a little bit about me. Um, my biological father is five, uh, six three. My uh, mom is 4'11", and I'm bitter. Yeah, yeah, I really got the short end of the stick, guys. It's really bad. Um, seeing my, knowing my dad, my biological father was 6'3", and uh, I just feel like, you know, it's, it's like you, got, you were promised an iPhone for your birthday, but instead you're 5'6", so that really sucks. Yeah, yeah. No, but you know my, what my dad did do is uh, he did leave me with the alcoholism and gambling addiction. So you know, raise the roof on that one. You know what I mean? It's great. It's great. No, I never, I never really had a problem with being short. Honestly, like I've been a pretty confident dude all my life. But it's just that like, it, it only, it's only a problem whenever I get angry. You know, then people start to say like, oh, Wally, you have like, you have a Napoleon complex. You have like a little man syndrome. But if I were six two, you say, oh, Wally, he's just acting like an Aquarius right now. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, the only people who really give me shit about being short are like dudes who are 5'10". Yeah, <laughs> but like the o real, like really the only difference between me and a 5'10 dude is I don't lie about being six feet. So the women know that joke very well. Um, no, did you guys know Jesus was 5'5"? Five five? Yeah, Jesus was 5'5". That's how I know he wasn't real. Because nobody in this world takes men under 5'10 seriously, you know what I mean? Like, if Jesus had walked up to me and said, hey, I'm the son of God, I would have been like, oh, really? You're the son of God? Why do you make you too short to dunk at regulation height, bro? It's fucked up. Hang him up. Put him up. Put him up. Uh, but it, it's fucking cold. It's been really cold lately, so I've been traveling up and down the coast a lot. Uh, and when I do travel, I stop at this place called Bakersfield. Uh, if you don't know what it is, it's like California's own Mississippi. Yeah, if you're looking for racism at a discounted rate, I'd highly recommend going there for a weekend. It's great. It's great. I stopped at a McDonald's, and I remember um, I walk in, and before I could say anything to the cashier, he says to me, you cannot be here. Jai cannot be here, bro. Jai cannot be here. You're like four shades of immigrant harder than I am, dog. <laughs> like, get me my Big Mac, or I'm hitting up ice. And not just for the ice cream machine, you know what I mean? I, I gotta finish. I gotta find somewhere to finish that. <laughs> but um, while I was there, I saw a sign that read, uh, "Equip our educators," and that has to do with giving our teachers guns. And I don't know what your take on uh, giving teachers guns is, and I, I really don't give a fuck. But I, <laughs> I don't think we should be giving our teachers guns, guys. I really don't, because lest we forget, like most teachers are fucking old. Yeah, and I'm not an ageist or anything. I used to be a teacher, but, you know, for a little bit of context, Tom Brady, when he turned 45, his his QBR rating dropped 15%. Like, Miss Margaret is 63 years old with a cataract and arthritis. We're going to give her a gun and expect her to be the American sniper? <laughs> oh, man, that's just, that's just not plausible, dude. That's just not plausible. One of the things that uh, people like to say, like, if you're so scared of your kid getting shot, keep them in, get them out of school, take them out of school. And I, I agree, we should take our kids out of school and put them back into the factories. Yeah, child labor, child labor laws, guys. Like, we're way behind China right now. It's becoming a problem, everybody. Oh, no political shit? Well, anyways, yeah, well, anyways, Nigeria, I don't know if you know this, but Nigeria just gave China corn. I don't know what that means, but... Giving you somebody corn is not a good thing. Re remember what happened to the Indians, guys. Uh, history buffs over here. Okay, that's great. All right, I'll end on this riveting one. Um, 
I watched the new Little Mermaid, you know, the black one. Yeah. I watched that one. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I, th- I felt like it was a bad representation, you know, because, like, you think about it, like, Little Mermaid, she grew legs, and the first thing she did was run off with a white guy. That is crazy to me. Like, she didn't think about starting an LLC or going to school or anything. Like, she, And she didn't even go to, like, the best white guy, you know what I mean? This guy didn't even own a boat. And she had, lest we forget, she had to save him from that shit. Well, that's my time. I'm Wally Hippolito. Ooh, keep it going for short kings, guys. <laughs> the real inflation is men's heights. Anyways, guys, make it big for your next comic, Noe Andrade. No? Nobody here? All right. Going down. Laura Rye. to be here as always i know so much about adderall because i take it because i have a shitty corporate job and adderall is amazing because you take it and then 10 minutes later you realize i'm the fucking king of email (laughs) i don't know any other drug that does that and frankly i don't need any other drug (laughs) um i don't have kids but i do have a white couch that is a brag they're kind of similar in that both require a lot of hubris and now i spend most of my time being like um we actually don't keep coffee in the house um, yeah, no, no, um, I see her drinking wine sort of near the couch. I think if you could just not, we try and keep wine away from the couch. If you could avoid having sexual thoughts near the couch, we can't risk it. It was a couch. Um, so working that out, because how do you, how do you find a joke that's funny when you admit to being able to afford a white couch? Um, it is covered in wine, that's true. Um, one of the reasons I can afford a white couch is because some good things have happened to me in my 30s. Um, I got engaged. Uh, I got engaged the way a lot of people do. It was really cute. My fiance, he got down on one knee, and then I settled, and it worked great. Um, he is great. He has a lot of really great qualities. Like, for example, um, he has, like, a head and stuff and a job, and the head is, like, even attached to the neck and things. It's like you, you wouldn't really believe it. Um, yeah, so we do have some <laughs> disagreements, though. In particular, I really don't like the way that he dresses because I always thought that I would end up with, like, a Brooklyn cool guy, like somebody who dressed, like, you know, six-inch in jean shorts and, like, graphic tees and Japanese denim. And he dresses like what he is, which is a guy from Chicago who runs multiple fantasy sports leagues and eats mostly beef jerky. Um, if you're wondering what that looks like wardrobe-wise, it's going to be a Bulls jersey on a casual day and a Cubs jersey on a formal day, okay? Get a little sleeve coverage on the upper arms. Um, yeah. <laughs> Growing up, I, I grew up in Texas, and I went to um, a Christian all-girls camp. It was a really great experience. They actually promised your parents when you go there that they won't let in any news of the outside world just to make it kind of a perfect, non-corruptible place. Uh, And the one time they broke this rule in the nine years I went there (laughs) was to tell us that Ronald Reagan had passed. (laughs) They were like, this is worth it. They need to know. And they were like, girls, a great leader has died. (laughs) I was like, I I know what Republicans are now uh, in a deeper way. Um, Yeah. What was I even going to say today, guys? Um, So I am now planning a bachelorette party. And I don't know if you guys know this, but bachelorettes are actually legally required to take place in Nashville these days. Um, yeah, it's the truth. Um, there were other cities. Nashville, in fact, used to be a city. Now it is just a place where women of all ages, races, and creeds are teleported to for three-day weekends against their will. 
Yeah, okay. It's mandated that you wear ill-fitting cowboy boots. Nashville used to have a mayor, okay? <laughs> now it just has a sentient dildo that issues hourly decrees to have more fun. It used to have streets. Now it just has roads that are cobbled over with crushed novelty dick straws. I've never been to Nashville, and I'm not going to go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I am glad that I'm not dating anymore. Somebody, there was a short man conversation. I made sure none of you guys have what I like to call the short man walk. I don't know if you guys have ever seen it. Um, I, when I was dating, I really liked to bargain, and so I was willing to say, you're totally 5'8", to men who were in fact 5'5", five, 5'6", five, five, because I like Michelin-starred dinners, and that was an easy way to get them. But when I was dating them, I always noticed that they kept their heels off the ground, and only later was I like, holy shit, <laughs> they're trying to buy an inch. <laughs> um, I didn't live anywhere gusty, so I never saw them blown over by the wind, but that's a telltale sign. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Woo, keep it going for Laura, guys. All right, next comic. Very interesting. Make it big for Ariel the Mermaid. Come on, guys. Make some noise. Make some noise. Clap it up. Woo. I love it. Laura and I back to back again. <laughs> And I got my full title today, Ariel the Mermaid, not to be confused with the Disney princess. Um, so everyone is pretty familiar with how bad first dates can be, right? Like first dates, terrifying. You don't necessarily know what you're getting into. And usually, like, it's not great. It's, it's not a good time. But I don't know if everyone has this shared experience of bad seconds. Like, the first date went great. You were, you're like, we're vibing, it's great. There's attraction. You, like, showed up wearing a reasonable outfit, not a bull's jersey. <laughs> and then they say something really unhinged on the second date. And you're like, wait, what? Like, you're really into taxidermy and you have a collection of stuffed possums in your parents' basement? Like, oh, I don't, I don't think this is going to work. Like, doesn't matter if you like the same kind of beer as me. Doesn't matter if we're kind of looking for the same kind of te Tesla. Like, this is just not going to happen. So one of my girlfriends actually went on a bad second date last night. And I got the full play-by-play. -play. As you know, women text throughout the date. If you've gone on a date with a woman, you've seen it happening. And you know, she's not texting other dudes. She's literally just texting the, the committee to evaluate you while you're on a date with her. So she's giving us the play-by-play, -play and she says, I think he might be a little autistic. Um, he started talking about how much money he had, and he was being kind of weird about figuring out her situation. He said, well, you must not care that much about money because you don't really make any, you know. Um, but I can tell that you grew up with money. You, I can tell you grew up rich because you sound like you went to prep school. And then he actually straight up just says his net worth is $5 million on this second date. I'm like, this is a fucking rookie, guys. Like, any kind of gold digger worth her salt would see this insecure man and say, think to herself, what can I get? What can I buy myself with his $5 million? My friend is not 
a gold digger. So naturally, their date ended with no plans for a third date. And he sent a text afterwards that says, Hey, Sarah, I enjoyed seeing you again and admire you as a person. I'm having trouble feeling a connection with you, though. And I'm pretty sure you feel the same way. We should either do a third date specifically designed to close that gap or call it quits. <laughs> Your call. And I'll understand either way. Thanks for coming out and for interesting conversations. So basically, I'm not really sure if you want to touch my penis, but if you do, let me know. Anyways, she's not a gold digger, but I'm a recovering gold digger, and I don't have a lot of time left to do this, but uh, the recovering gold digger community is really supported it. supportive. We have meetings, celebrate each other's wins, like fucking a guy with no trust fund. But we don't give out coins, which is pretty triggering. Guys. Woo, keep it going for Ariel the Mermaid. I like how Laura was shitting on Nashville uh, bachelorette parties, and you look like you are in one with the boots. Hey. Awesome. All right, guys, very, 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 very excited to announce your next comic, one of my favorite people in the scene. I have a huge man crush on him. It's not you, Paul. Just kidding. Guys, make a lot of noise for Paul Robertson. Woo, 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 woo. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Um... I was uh, shopping today for uh, I got I was picking up some toilet paper and then uh, you know on the toilet paper it has a sticker or it's like a little it's like a little sign just uh, nine of our rolls is worth 27 of the other guys rolls I'm like uh okay I, I can believe that I'm like dude I wish I had one of those stickers put right next to my dick <laughs> like one of my inches is worth three of the other guy's inches. So we're working with a nine-inch dick, which I read is above average. So, you know, nice beard art. Is it, oh, is it a bottom only? Have you been doing jiu-jitsu in uh, Dagestan? That, okay. I don't know. You've got to be aware of a guy with a bottom. Ah, oh, dude, you've got to shave that mustache, dude. You don't, you, don't, you, you need a little skull cap, too. You'd look so Dagestani and tough. America's smallest bouncer walking in the in the okay. Um, my last name is Robertson. A uh, big fan of adoption. Give it up if you or someone you know uh, is impotent. So, good. One person hasn't heard my jokes. <laughs> Happy about that. Okay, I'm gonna be playing to you. Cool. When are you going to Nashville? Oh, you're not going to Nashville? Oh, that's lame. I heard the mayor was a dildo who dicks to say fun things every hour. It's not happening? Oh, man. I'm just uh, filibustering for Jack. Um, okay. Yeah, so, hmm. I'm <laughs> up here forgetting my material again. Oh, yeah. Adoption. Adoption comes with a little bit of clout. You know, like a lot of people, a lot of couples, they have gender reveal parties. 
Some people say that's a little bit cliche these days, though. But when you adopt, you can one-up them, because you can have a race reveal party. Like for mine, uh, inside the cake, they cut into it, and it was just kimchi fried rice, you know? And uh, like if you adopt a Mexican kid and half the family doesn't like it, you can just build a little wall around the cake. Do that. And if you adopt a white kid, I mean, the most practical thing to do is just bring gift certificates for therapy. So, you know, you know in 24 years, uh, you're going to need those when you're finding yourself in Tulum, you know? Can you say Twama? Can you say Twama? Can you say tattoo? Oh, white babies grow up so fast and need therapy. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think there's something else in that, but I don't remember. I don't remember any of my material today. <laughs> what else could I say on that? Oh, yeah. Uh, 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 my mom is Jewish, so I'm Jewish. If you want to know how Jewish I am, don't give me that face, mermaid. Here, she, here's what she did. I'm going to reproduce it. She went, I don't know if I can listen to this anymore. They brought up the Jews. I, um, yeah, so uh, people want to know how Jewish I am. I'm like, I don't know, Jewish. My pun. Kind of one per set. So uh, do, 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 do. I've actually excised that joke from my set, but I just felt after that face, I'd worthy. Worthy of a pun, you know. So. Um, oh, here, you'll love this. This one's nice and clean. Uh, times are changing. And uh, I asked my grandma, you know. She, after dark, used to enjoy a warm buttered corn on the cob. I said, Grandma, when you were a young woman, what did you enjoy about a warm buttered corn on the cob? She says, well, they are ribbed for your pleasure. I'm Paul Robertson. That's my time. Thank you. Oh, my God. Keep it going for Paul, guys. The Korean Jew. Amazing. All right, y'all. Next comic. I want to say nice things about him, but I won't. Please give it big for Jack Weiler. Very funny. Very funny. Thanks. Thanks, Art, for that tepid, at best, introduction. I'm uh, I'm an eighth Italian, which means my great grandmother was 100% racist. I uh, thanks. I I introduced her to my ex-girlfriend, and she said, "Oh, she's pretty for an Oriental." Grandma, she's not pretty for an Oriental. She's not pretty. Yeah, I told my girlfriend that because I'm an honest guy. I was like, "Can you believe she said that?" I'm obviously only with you for your personality. Like, why'd you say only? Like, I'm sorry, I fucked up the wording. I'm with you despite your personality. <laughs> I'm only with you for your parents' money. Okay. Um, What else is there? Oh, yeah, my grandma, she would say other weird shit. She was like, Obama ate dogs in India. At that point, I was like, I think I got to just put you down, grandma. <laughs> like, I feel like old racist women, they just get like, they're like sick dogs, you know? Like, they start throwing up all over the carpet if you turn on CNN too loud. Or uh, you take them on a walk in Chinatown, they just start barking at strangers. I uh, I called up. Imagine calling up like some humane society and getting some unsuspecting like worker, and you're like, "Hey, I, I got a big one coming in." They're like, "Oh, how many pounds is she? Like two hundred? Like what breed is she? Irish Catholic? I don't know." Thanks, Sebastian. 
I, uh, uh, there's something more there. Oh, yeah, my grandma would also say shit to me. Call me a pinko. Apparently means communist. He could have just called me gay. I know that's what you were going for there. Because uh, the only thing gayer than the color pink is communism. All right, that was a dumb joke. I, uh, what more is there? Oh, yeah, uh, so, uh, no, I don't want to do that. Uh, I had this idea today. I'm going to do this, actually. Uh, I don't believe in God, right? Because God has a lot of false promises or things that I just don't feel like he had full life experiences. Like, he has that phrase, love thy neighbor. Yeah, God's clearly never shared a wall with Jody and Mariah of 1355 Lombard Street. Because <laughs> they fuck till, like, 2 a.m., and it's loud as shit. <laughs> like, I think if God believed, if God had those neighbors, we would have had, like, noise-canceling headphones on Jonah's Ark or something like that. That might be funny someday. I, uh, uh, I'm i not in the mood to do anything and bomb that, that. So uh, Roe v. Wade got reversed last year, um, which is really tough, right? Because uh, how is Teen Mom going to handle that influx of applications, right? Like, what do you, why do you point at me? Oh. I was trying to generate laughter anyway. <laughs> No, I feel like they'll like. Wouldn't that be pretty fun to watch? Like a bunch of pro-life girls down in Texas, like duke it out for the final spot on the, on this month's this month's uh, Teen Mom. It's like American Idol, basically. Who judges that? Randy Jackson. I don't know. <laughs> what does Randy Jackson have to offer to the situation? All right, I'm not gonna keep doing that. Um, how much time do I have, Art? Please tell me it's a minute. Uh, I saw you were struggling, so I was like, I'm not gonna give him the light. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm just all right, uh, I'll do this. I've been doing some online dating recently. I met this one girl online. I was like, how you doing? He goes, you know, the pandemic has been really terrible for me because I have cystic fibrosis. I was like, wow. I thought you were going to say not bad. How about you? And uh, I don't know what cystic fibrosis is. Like, I thought it was a Harry Potter spell. <laughs> I was like, it's pronounced cystic fibrosis, not cystic fibrosis. Uh, that was for the Harry Potter people in the crowd. <laughs> All right, goodbye. Oh my God, keep it going for Jack Wilder. He is gonna be famous one day and then he's gonna hate me. Guys, next comic, very, very, very funny and very tall. Keep it going for Deep Tan Chuja. Come on, clap, 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 clap. There you go. Uh, you know, a date is going really bad when at the date, your date, I said date too many times. <laughs> yeah, but a date is going really bad when your date takes out their phone and starts swiping in front of you. And last night, uh, my date was just sitting there for 30 minutes when I was swiping. Thank you. Thank you for that laugh. <laughs> you don't know what that means to me. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to ghost her in person, but she wasn't understanding that. Uh, yeah, that was the new joke I wrote today. Uh, I'm Indian. If my voice and color doesn't give that away. Uh, and growing up in India, we were always taught about karma. Like you do good and good things happen to you. So I guess as Indians, we kind of fucked up. This way it doesn't work. Yeah, no one with good karma would be born in India, I guess. 
Jack, don't laugh. You are white. <laughs> you cannot laugh on these things. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But some some of these stereotypes are true. Like my dad is trying to set me up with an arranged marriage. He has sent me around like 15, 20 photos till now. And I didn't like any of them. But I have kind of figured out uh, what is my dad's type. Yeah. And unfortunately, all of those women look like my mom. <laughs> yeah. So my dad is just basically trying so uh for forcing forcing me to fuck someone who looks like my mom i was never a big fan of freud but i guess my dad is uh yeah my family's really weird like my sister is gay my brothers are lesbian and i am bisexual so on diwali we just have like amazing threesomes Jack, don't make that face. You'll lose. Celtics will lose. Uh, what else? But yeah, you white people, you white people have, have a nice time. Give it up if you are white. Paul, you are not white. I can like see you. On, on radio, everyone, Paul's not white. Paul's Asians. <laughs> he was clapping. Yeah, I had to clear that for the radio. But yeah, it must be nice being white because the most soothing noise or sound, the sound babies fall asleep to, is called white noise. <laughs> Thanks, thank you, Art. <laughs> okay, what should I end this horrible set with? Mm. Uh, uh, I already did that. Yeah, I like how progressive uh, and accepting United States is. Like they recently came out with a Barbie, which has Down syndrome. Did you see that Stephanie? Yeah. And it's so nice that people are finally accepting my favorite porn category. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's the weekend's coming up. So two days, it's just going to be Down syndrome Barbie sex for me. Everyone <laughs> have a great weekend. All right. Thanks guys. Give it up for art. Woo! Deep, I don't know about you, but I would love to date a woman that looks like your mom. <laughs> All right, guys. Your last, the last comic of the night, our headliner. Very, very funny guy, fellow baldy like me. Please make a lot of noise for Johnny Nutson. <laughs> clap, 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 wow. motherfuckers, clap. Thanks. All right, let's get this over with. Um, bye, Paul. Been watching Paul's stories on Facebook. <laughs> They're so weird. <laughs> because it looks like he's like the man. <laughs> they all have music on them. And then he's like here and there's no music. You know what I mean? What the fuck? <laughs> he's, he's like the worst social media guy. But it's actually kind of nice to look at. We're supposed to be friends on Facebook too. I keep getting recommended for you and me. Yeah. So we've never spoken. But my <laughs> algorithm... Wants us to be uh, fr Facebook friends. A lady just walked past that looked like Pam, but I don't, I don't think it was her. I think she would be here if that was her. <laughs> <laughs> you guys ever see, like, really fat kids walking down the street, you know? Just really fat little oinkers, you know? And, and you feel for them, you know? You, you want to just, like, grab their hand and just look at them. And you say, hey, I just want you to know it's going to get a lot worse before it gets better. <laughs> 
it's going to get significantly worse. But then eventually you, you, you'll probably be you know, better off than the rest. All right, good. <laughs> good. Yeah. Some of the other days I was like, hey, can I add you to my dog sitting roster? I'm like, I don't like how that sounds. So that To me, that just sounds like, hey, you look like a guy that eats Domino's for lunch. Can I, you know, can I rely on you to be free most Friday nights? <laughs> like, yeah, I'll join and sign me up for your roster. Your seat's at an angle. Did you do that just now, or has it always been like that? All right. Cool. <laughs> has anybody ever taken a dump in here? Has any, people always make jo jokes about that. You know, everyone's like, hey, what if you took a dump right next to the stage? How awkward would that be? Has anybody actually ever done that? I I'm honestly asking. It'd be Jack, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's cool. I always try to piss on the bowl when I'm in there so it doesn't make any sounds. <laughs> Not that I think anybody would care. You're supposed to write. I keep saying that. You're supposed to write jokes before you do open my comedy. But it's so fucking terrible to sit down and try to write. I sit down, I try to write, I go, um, uh, my day, what did I do? <laughs> I don't know. And then I look at my old notes. They're all shit. They're all... <laughs> They're all so stupid. Um, yeah. Today I woke up and I had a boner and a dead arm. You know, and that was a, uh, that was super confused. I thought I was dying. I honestly thought I was dying. This was like two weird sensations. I think I was dreaming of something sexy though, because my body was like, well, I mean, we've never used the left arm ever. <laughs> so I mean, we could probably sacrifice it. Probably not if you're thinking about it. You probably shouldn't sacrifice an arm for a genital. But I'm just thinking out loud here, folks. Of scientists, obviously. Should have I should have talked about skin tonight. <laughs> That's what I should have done. Uh, one minute. All right, I'm gonna try to not look at my phone. So tempting. You guys feel more tempted to look at your phone when you're up here. Oh, that's probably obvious. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I kind of like going up without my phone because then I like I'm like a rat trapped, you know, like in a corner, and you have to just like fend off. That's how I picture stand-up or open my comedy is like you're a rat and the audience is nasty cats and you have to just scurry out of the building as fast as possible. I'm gonna friend request you after <laughs> after the, I saw your bag. It had your I saw your profile. It has a you in a weed bag. <laughs> the shit ton of weed, right? Is that you? Yeah, well it looks it looks cool and mysterious. All right, I'm going to go dog sit or some bullshit. <laughs> Give it up for uh, Paul Robertson. <laughs> All right, guys, keep it going for Johnny. Keep it going. All right, nobody wants to clap for him. You motherfucker. All right, guys, so with that, we conclude our Friday open mic. Everybody, thank you for coming, and have a great night. Peace. Peace.
They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ friendly to vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> Namaste. Every Monday at 6 p.m., it's Joke Workshop, streaming live on mutinyradio.fm. Lift the veil from your third eye on joke creation and what it takes to be a stand-up comic in the five shakasanas of San Francisco's comedy scene. This all-ages open mic invites comedy. Oh, pre-sign by Venmoing two to five dollars at Mutiny Radio. Join us live for a small and special audience at the Mutiny Radio Studio and Gallery Performance Space, two seven eight one Twenty First Street at Florida Street in the deep, deep, deep Mission. Every Monday at six p.m. Does my ponytail look cool? Thank you. Namaste. Tuesday used to be the most unlikely night for fun. But every week at 6 p.m., come to OMG's Tuesday Open Mic. And see comics work out new material for free. For free. They get your Tuesday night party on with two-for-one well drink specials during the 6 to 8 p.m. show. Check out Eventbrite to reserve your free seat every Tuesday, 6 p.m. At OMG on Savory 6th Street. Savory 6th Street. Show up to go up. Hey, kids. It's your pal, Spiderman. <laughs> Sorry, Spiderman. Mortimer Spiderman. When I'm not swinging through the senior facility, best in Mysterio at Boggle, or getting beautifully plowed by the Rhino, I'm headed down to Mutiny Radio at the corner of 21st and Florida. They got some schlemiels doing the laugh laugh. But hey, don't be a schmuck and donate 2 to $5 on... Hold, hold on, what is this? Let me get my glasses. The print's too small. Hold on. Venmo? That's not real. What is that, Swedish? You knew that, right? This is in San Francisco. I'll drown it on. It's nap time. The year is 2023. Oh, I wish that laughter had value and the unexpected laugh was priceless. Worry not. True entertainment has brought us a savior in who's that live.com. Oh, finally, an escape from the apocalyptic nightmare I live in. You can go to who's that live.com and buy comedy tickets. And you're in the raffle, I guess. True, 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 true production. First Sundays of every month, join your friends from Mutiny Radio at Hotel Utah on 4th and Bryant. 5 p.m. first Sundays for free comedy. Is San Francisco getting you down? Is everything too expensive? Not first Sundays of the month at Hotel Utah for free comedy with Mutiny Radio. Incredible lineups every month. 
with the best comic comedians from around the bay. Join your friends trying to keep things affordable for free comedy. First Mondays of the month, Hotel Utah, 4th Street. Weekly comedy at the best neighborhood bar in the city. Join your friends from Mutiny Radio every Thursday at 8 p.m. at the Bar on Dolores at 29th and Dolores. Starting after any very important sports game that might happen to be on, you're guaranteed a night of laughter for free. And when paired with the drink specials and the nicest bartender in San Francisco, it'll become a Thursday ritual. Show up to go out for comics, and please reserve your free tickets on Eventbrite so we know you're coming to laugh. is when the comedy is the cheapest. Happy hour, the most free two hours of hour-long comedy on the radio and internet streaming live at 2781 21st Street. Come down, be in the audience. Dog-friendly. Dog fri- we are. Mutiny Radio is absolutely dog-friendly. A dog party. Ain't no party like a dog party. <laughs> dog party at Mutiny Radio. Every Friday, dog party at Mutiny Radio. Happy hour. <laughs> 2781 21st Street. Happy hour. Mutiny Radio. FM. Here in SF. Calling all crusties, punks, and poses. Pick your posteriors up off the pavement. Pack up your pins and patches and prepare to party. The Pacific Northwest Vest Fest returns this Saturday only at the SeaTac Expo Center. Whether you're a leather lover or just a denim demon, if you're looking to dress to impress for less, do not stress. You'll find all the best in pre-distressed vests right here at the Pacific Northwest Vest Fest. With over 40 vendors selling countless crossover styles, you'll find the perfect thing for your scene. Metal, thrash, Walmart, high-vis, and everything in between. All in one place. One day only. Unless it's a jacket. If you need a jacket, take your square ass somewhere else. Never pay for fabric you don't need and ditch the sleeves, but save the rest for the Pacific Northwest Fest Fest this Saturday only at SeaTac. Bring a can of PBR, get it half price. Daddy, Daddy, what are we going to do today? At 2 p.m. on a Saturday afternoon? Oh, over there at the parklet in front of Atlas Cafe for Titans of Comedy. That, that's Titans of Comedy. Apparently, they've got great sandwiches, cafe drinks, and even some of my favorite beverages, like beer, wine, and sangria. All the things I drink to forget your mother. I knew Uncle Blake says you smell like a brewery. What did I say about interrupting me? Anywho, right here on 20th and Alabama in the Deep Mission, paired with tasty comedy from Bay Area's favorite comics. For free! Every Saturday. Or at least the two Saturdays a month that the court mandates I have to see you. It's sunshine! And even in the drizzle, but not too much. Hey, Daddy, remember after soccer practice when it was raining and you didn't come? I really don't. Anywho. You take it with the freezers. Reservations. Reservations on Eventbrite. Back in public schools. In tri-level, do a world of stand-up comedy. Laughter has value, and the unexpected laugh is priceless. Who is that live.com? Comedy local shows on sale now. Everyone that purchases a ticket will automatically be entered into a true drawing. Who wants to focus on the genre of stand-up comedy and those that... Who's that? 
go to whoisthatlive.com for upcoming shows. Join us on a journey into the absurd. Radio Havana, 1109 Valencia, at 22nd, in San Francisco. The Wild Improv on Music. Disco body. <laughs> and he said, Why not? And you know, I couldn't think of an answer, so I went dancing, and you should have seen the discotheque clear out. Uh, I feel like Moe just parted in the Red Sea. It was so funny. 
Man, a great time, I think. Beat it and whip it and bite it and stick it. Oh. It was great. And then we talked, you know, on the phone and did a couple of other things. And about a month or two later, he asked me to go swimming. Now, I laughed. I said, no, uh, you know, dancing is one thing, but swimming's a whole nother plate of potatoes. <laughs> he said, but why won't you go? I said, because as soon as I get in water, I tend to sink. <laughs> and he said to me, well, I, I will take you someplace where you can swim, and I certainly hope you don't think I will let you sink. And I hoped he was telling the truth. So I went and I bought myself a bikini, much to the dismay of the saleswoman. <laughs> She kept saying, but you don't want that. And I kept saying, yes, I do. So I bought this bikini and some suntan lotion. And you know, for the first time in my life, I stood out in the sun, and it was on my skin. And it's such an amazing feeling. I mean, people Cheering at the sun. You are cheering at the sun. Cause each and every one is a child of the sun. Turn of the sun. Turn of the sun. Turn of the sun. You are cheering at the sun. You are cheering at the sun. Each and every one. Each and every one is a child of the sun. Is a child of the sun. Sunrise, sunrise, sunset, sunset. Never miss today. Never miss a day. Sunrise, sunrise, sunset, sunset. Never no rest. Never no rest. For the sun. For the sun. Never no rest. Never no rest. Thousands of years. Thousands of years. Thousands of years. For the first time in my life, I stood out in the sun, and it was on my skin. And it's such an amazing feeling. I mean, people take it for granted, but I never felt the sun on my hip or my leg before. Your friend, the sun, never miss today, never miss a day, sunrise, sunrise, sunset, sunset, sunrise, sunrise, sunset, sunset, you are cheering up the sun, cheering up the sunshine, beautiful, and then I thought to myself, well, gee, I ought to invite this guy out to do something. So I invited him home for dinner, which I asked him to cook. <laughs> yeah, because unless I can just stick it in the toaster, I don't care about it. And he said, fine, and he came and he cooked a great meal. And we sat across from each other on the table, and we were talking about ourselves. And 
I told him that when I was a little girl, I used to dream that I would wake up and be able to move my leg to bend it and straighten up my hip and stand up to move my shoulder to lift up my arm and my forearm and to be able to shake out my fingers and have them work. I dreamed that I could move my head and my neck until it was sitting straight on top of my body. And I knew that if I could do all of that, I could undoubtedly straighten out my vocal cords. Then I would be a normal person, able to do all of the things that normal people do, like waving goodbye to two different people going off in two different directions at the same time, exercising with Richard Simmons. I thought if I could just move, like normal people move, I thought. luxurious blonde hair. <laughs> Ain't it pretty? I could turn it into a ponytail, wanna see? No. You do for real? Okay. Oh look, it's in my eyes now. My mother made me go to my room because she said this wasn't nothing but a shirt on my hair. And I said, nah-uh, this is my long, luxurious blonde hair. And she said, nah-uh, fool, that's a shirt. And I said, you a fool, and she made me go to my room. 
But I don't care, cause when I get big, I'm gonna get 50 million, trillion, million, million elephants, and I'm gonna let them, let them go. And I know I'm gonna let them out of the same floor. Hey, 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 I am. I am. Cause you could go to the optometrist's office and he got blue eyes in his desk drawer. And then when I get big me, I'ma have a big old house and a dream car and a dream horse and me and Bobby gonna live together. We are. And then we gonna go somewhere. We gonna have a whole bunch of exciting clothes and we gonna go somewhere cause we gonna get on the love boat. But you have to have long hair. <laughs> And I'm going to be just like that lady who had that big house, and then a big old car drives up, and ain't nobody driving in except some tap dancing shoes. And the tap dancing shoes pull up in front of her house, and they tap dance out the car, and they tap dance up the walkway and up the side of the door, and they ring the doorbell, and then they tap dance back down. The lady open the door, and she ain't even surprised. Ain't nobody in them tap dancing shoes. And then... Cheated, been mistreated. When will I be loved? I've been pushed down, I've been pushed round. When will I be loved? Lady, open the door, and she ain't even surprised. Ain't nobody in them tap dancing shoes. And then they tap dance her in the car and they drive away. I want that to happen to me, but you gotta have long hair. <laughs> and I told my mother I didn't want to be black no more. I did. Cause she don't never go nowhere and she don't never wear no sight and clothes or nothing. And she said if I sat in the vat of Clorox till hell froze over, I wasn't gonna be nothing but black. <laughs> and she was right too, cause I sat in the Clorox and I got burned. <laughs> and then she said I had to be happy with what I had, but look, see, <laughs> it don't do nothing. It don't, it don't blow in the wind. And it don't get in my eyes. And I put that bouncing and behaving stuff on it, but it didn't listen. <laughs> and I want some new kind of hair. Just like mine. They twins. Yeah. <laughs> How come you ain't got no shirt for your hair? There is a young man that I know. His age is funny. See.
you came out with it like that? <laughs> yeah. And didn't nobody call you nappy head? <laughs> Buckwheat. Buckwheat, that's what they call me, too. Yeah. Can I touch your hair? pull out the sticky kind. I use I the other hand. I, I, I use the other hand. It's clean, see? Don't cut yourself. I didn't, but it's real soft. My hair's soft, too, feel. Egg high, like egg high. Like, no, really, okay. Egg high, like... I totally love to surf, you know, because I... No, really, I do. Billy Ray was a preacher's son, and when his daddy visited, come along. When they gather around and start talking, that's when Billy would take me walking. The backyard we go walking, then he look into my eye. Lord knows to my surprise, the only one who could ever reach me was the son of a preacher man. The only boy who could ever teach me was the son of a preacher man. You see what he was. Started sweet talking to me. You come and tell me everything is alright. You kiss and tell me everything is alright. I can't make it away again tonight. The only one who could ever reach me was the son of a preacher man. The only boy who could ever teach me was the son of a preacher man. Yes, he was. He was. Like, no, really, I do. <laughs> you know, really, because like I totally feel like, you know, aesthetically like at one, like with the ocean, you know, because like, really, because, no, really. <laughs> because like, look, like there's water in the ocean, like water in my body, you know, so like, you know, there's like a real, you know, connection, you know? And like a lot of people come up to me and they go like, are you a valley girl? And I go, no, I'm a surfer because before there was the mall, there was the ocean, okay? <laughs> you know, so like, yeah. And like, I really love to like really have a good time, you know, like on the beach because like, you know, you can like really play volleyball and like, you know, you see all kinds of people who like really have no business like in bathing suits, you know, it's really fun. <laughs> Thank you. 
As I was out skiing one cold frosty morning, as down the big mountain I gaily did go, I spied a young skier crashed into the pine trees, buried neck deep in the cold powder snow. But like, you know, I was like on the beach with my friends and like this totally gorgeous hunk Ola piece of meat. <laughs> I mean, really gorgeous, okay? He comes over to me and he looks at me and he goes like, hi. <laughs> I totally was not ready for like heavy conversation, okay? <laughs> so like I say hi and he says hi and we say hi, okay? So like, you know, he says he's having a party and do I want to go? So I say okay and he says okay and we say okay, okay? So like. <laughs> I see by your outfit that you are a skier. These words he did say as I christied about. Come linger beside me and hear my sad story. For I'm a young boomer who just got wiped out. Like, you know, he says he's having a party and do I want to go? So I say, okay, and he says, okay, and we say, okay, okay. So like, <laughs> you know, so like, you know. Sprain an ankle. I've never wrenched eggs in the snow out west. In the fall of the year when the summer grows old. When the air has a chill and the green hills turn gold, it's then I grow restless and ill at my ease. I yearn for the mountains and the snow in the trees. I think back on the glory of the days that have been. And I know as I daydream there'll be good days again. For when the snows fly and the blizzard winds wail, I know that my ski tracks will show on some trail. I'll go back to the mountains and the cold winter sun. And the glitter of the powder on a steep untracked run. Go to the party, right? And like he's there and like he says, let's go for a walk. So like we go for a walk on the beach. And it's really beautiful because like the moon was there and the stars were there and the water was there and the sand was there and he was there and I was there and like we did it. <laughs> and listen to me, just pay attention and you'll agree that my skiing story will make you sob a little. Cause it seems like every time I come down the hill I run up a sizable doctor bill. I spent less time on the slopes than in the hospital. Now the social part of skiing sounded like a ball, just drinking and autographing casts and all and staring at the girls in them skin tight stretchy pants. I should have left the snow part of skiing alone, but how was I to know I was accident prone? And anyways, one winter I took the big chance. 
Now the big trick to skiing I found in a flash is simply to have a whole lot of cash, cause if you ain't loaded you might as well stick to chess. If it don't cost a fortune, the skier won't use it, and if he does, he'll break it or lose it, and since I started skiing, my bank account is a mess. Do you know what I'm talking about? And like it was really something, you know, and the only thing I like really could not like understand was like, you know, they show you pictures of Spermatozoa and it always has on like a little top Damn hat and flowers and candy, right? And like I could not figure out how like the top hat flowers and candy like come out of that little tiny hole. You know, and like I asked him and he said, like, don't worry about it. So like I didn't, you know, and it was <laughs> Do you like to ski, Billy Bolly, Billy Bolly? Do you like to ski, Charming Billy? Yes, I really like to ski. It's a favorite game with me. It's a fun sport, and I would have no other. Do you ever ski too fast, Billy Bolly, Billy Bolly? Do you ever ski too fast, Charming Billy? Yes, I always ski too fast, I get a deal on plaster casts. I'm in luck, cause my doctor is my brother. Okay, you know, it was like not earth-shattering, but it was like, okay, okay. So like, you know, when it was over, he says he's gonna call me the next day, so like I said. Hey everybody, listen here to me. I'll tell you about the Bible folks and how they learned to ski. Some of them were experts and some of them were worse, but the information all is here except the book and verse. In a garden name of Eden, this skiing got its start. Eve, she had no stretch pants, but she won old Adam's heart. They made some apple brandy, then they hopped a northbound train. They bought a little ski lodge and started raising cane. Noah took the family for a week at Winter Park, but it rained like hell for 40 days, and so they built the ark. They okay, we say okay, okay. So I can go home. Blood on the floor is all stones. It will wreck your equipment and injure your bones. For it's dark as a dungeon and deep as a well. It's hard on the body and colder than hell. Ring and I'm waiting by the phone, right? And like it doesn't ring and it doesn't ring and like days go by and it doesn't ring and it doesn't ring. And like after about six weeks, I figured out he's probably not gonna call. And like. You know, that was okay, but then like two weeks passed more than the sex, and like I totally realized my friend hasn't come. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> my period, gone. <laughs> you know, and like I say, okay, don't panic, you know. So like I go and I call my friend Amanda, and they say, Amanda, I think I'm like totally PG, so she says, come over. So I could go over and she gives me a glass of Johnny Walker Red and Common and says, drink this and jump up and down 65 times. <laughs>
jacket to crash your tube.